everybody, it's Meg, and Manifesting It's Meg in their third episode, and tonight I have the fabulous Fran Phillips here to join me. So anyway, as you all know, this is all about manifesting, and tonight our theme is going to be about self-love, shiny shoes, because who couldn't manifest enough shiny shoes in this world, and butterflies, because I love butterflies. The whole idea around butterflies being metamorphosis and change and how we all transform in our lives, awesomeness. So to begin, I do want to introduce Fran. And it couldn't be more perfect because this woman is shiny shoes, and this woman totally manifests shiny shoes and all things shiny. So I had to wear my shiny glasses and my shiny tiara, and obviously she's joined with her beautiful, beautiful look as well. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Fran? Um, right here. <laughs> I've <been> shiny shoes. <laughs> so as Meg said, my name is Francisca Phillips, or Fran. You can call me Fran. As long as you can call me Hey You, you can call me whatever you want. Um, I'm originally from Chile, the longest and skinniest country in the whole world, and I have two children. If you cut my husband and the dog, that would be four. <laughs> the hairy, hairy, smelly one. That's not the dog, no. There you go. <laughs> We're all being honest. I know. <laughs> and I've been friends with Meg for a few years, oh, and yeah. um, here I am. Thank you so much there for inviting me. I'm so happy you're here, and hopefully some of our mutual friends are out there in the Facebook world, and they're going to join us tonight. Like I see Josie, Yay. and I say hi to Rafa, my brother's on the line from Colombia. I'm so excited that you're joining us, and Denise, and Andrew, and Tracy. So tonight, like I said, we're going to be talking about love, and what better time than February, which is the month of, month of love in my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. There's such a glare. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but the most important thing, I think, about this week is Valentine's and all the connotations that come with it, good, bad, or indifferent. So mm -hmm. we kind of wanted to make Valentine's even better for those who really enjoy celebrating Valentine's Day and for those who really can't stand it, which Fran will tell you about that, um, <laughs> make it a holiday where it becomes about your particular day to actually start loving yourself a little bit more and then switching that into something that's all about, you know, the pause and love movement of love button, global movement, give love project, give love to somebody else, and actually you serve yourself in the end. Yes, we have our buttons. Well, wrong one. We have our buttons on tonight. Um, and you know, just stop short and actually take a moment to really appreciate and love the life that we all have. Because I think that when we do that, we become very mindful, and that becomes the process of manifesting. It actually flows. So much better from that place. Exactly. So Fran, tell us why you do or do not like Valentine's Day. Well, let's start by saying I think it's extremely commercial. Okay. Already um, cards that they sell out in the stores or whatever are like $6. You read them, you put them away, and that's it. Right. They jack up the prices during Valentine's hey, Day. She doesn't and like it. Right? Chocolates <laughs> and all the balloons and the flowers. I don't. I don't like flowers. But then eventually they die, so I like to buy my own flowers. Okay. Um. So I told my husband like I we don't. I mean, he loves to celebrate, but that's the thing. He celebrates me, and I have to be super honest every single day. So well, it's not about, tell the story about what happened on your first <laughs> Valentine's Day together, which is well, it's not quite the first a, one, but it, we moved from Texas over here to Florida after a couple of years, and we had lived there for five years. And it was always Valentine's Day and gifts and balloons and everything. And then that Valentine's Day, I get a T-shirt. I'm like, yeah, a T-shirt, and it was actually something that Darren had gotten after he donated blood. I mean, right. thank you for your blood or thank you for your donation or something like that. That was my Valentine's Day gift. So from then on, I said, you know what? I don't like Valentine's Day. There you go. It's like you're just worried about scrambling for a card yeah. or for flowers or chocolates. And you need to love each other every single day. Yeah. But as you said, for, I love yeah. it. You have to start by loving yourself. Right. For sure. So 
even though his intentions probably were really oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, you know, the whole idea about, you know, expectations and not really actually fulfilling your expectations by virtue of the other person having to deliver something to you that symbolizes love, whatever that can mean. And then a whole day, you know, where every people are getting, you know, like they're walking around with their flowers as if they're like the crown queen and king and, and you know, they're your family. <laughs> Everywhere he's full and people are yelling when oh they're not getting god. their tables and reservations oh like the Mother's Day Father's Day. Oh my god. We're, I think you might make this festivist for Valentine's Day all of a sudden. But yeah. Well, I, I actually remember being in high school and even, you know, elementary school where they used to have those carnations and people would sign up and they like for a dollar buy a carnation for a person and you kind of like sat there in the room while everybody was delivering the flowers to everybody else. And your name was never called, and you're just like, oh my god. And then maybe someone called because your parents actually bought you one to actually send it to you for that night. Bad memories, but I can totally understand why some people don't wrap their minds around. Yeah. Valentine's. Even at school, I mean, in China, you don't have the Valentine's Day thing that all the kids have to bring in the little cards and everything. But you don't have it. No. That does not exist. No. Which is pretty good because over here, if you don't get one, how no, depressing no. is that? Well, the coolest thing they do nowadays is that everybody actually gets a Valentine's, and at least in elementary school, everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets here. A trophy here. There you go. Everybody, I guess on Valentine's Day, I think I think the bottom line, and that's really important, is that if it comes from a place of love. Yes. So um, tonight, what I had, I had thought of the idea of having uh, Fran with me, and I picked her specifically because she really personifies self-love and does bring that into most aspects of her life and and you can tell that if you do follow her on Instagram or even Facebook for that matter she's always pointing out all the highlights in the world and all the good things that are going on and all the different emojis that say congratulations on you being a badass or just kind of like inspirationally supportive and just the whole idea is that she's giving love and I think that you're a manager for Royal Caribbean, mm -hmm. and you're, you deal with diversity and, 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 and the whole engagement of the different uh, people. And your company, from what I understand, has an incredibly high satisfaction rating for yes. the employees. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what your concept is when you bring that particular mm -hmm. role to the, to the fore. So I'm extremely lucky to work, first of all, for a really good company. And second of all, well, I've always had a career within HR, but it's the fun part of HR. I always say that. <laughs> that's part of the Why is there so no fun people, part in HR? Yeah. Is it, oh, it's if not people so see me coming, glamorous. they're like, hey, HR. No, they're like, yay, HR. Yeah. So I've been in recognition, performing a reward. So it's always like the positive thing, right. you know, kind of like the cheerleader. Right. Um, and I've surrounded myself with really good people as well. Like we have uh, somebody that has been in the company for over 40 something years. And every oh, wow. time that you look at Linda, it's like, oh my God, she's coming. There's something oh. for good news. That's so amazing. that's why it's, it's been pretty good. And then again, it's like you say, we spend so much time um, at work. You need to love each other, and it doesn't mean that it's like love, love, no. God knows. But it's like I'm not advocating that because people are getting in a lot of trouble lately when there's inappropriate love. So but, uh, don't go there. But yes, there is appropriate like, style. Yes, because we can follow. It's just listening to people, <laughs> yeah. supporting each other, giving them ideas. Don't hold any information. If you know that there's a job opening for somebody else, why don't you go ahead and help mm -hmm. somebody? I mean, every single day you can show this effort for somebody else, you know? Right, and if we want to manifest a life that is more full of love in general, then what better place to bring it than in our job is mm -hmm. to do that for other people. And it sounds like that's the kind of tenant or the kind of approach that you're taking, from right. what I understand. Exactly. Yeah. And if you ask my son, he would say, I'm a lot nicer at work than at home. 
Oh, well. I think that they all hear my house like 15 minutes even before this thing started when I'm locking people into rooms and telling and threatening them not to come out. They would really question whether or not I am even remotely able to actually have this conversation tonight. So, yeah. I, and I, and I, had a zen. I think we, we had a toast a couple times with Asi. So, cheers, everybody. We're in love. Now, that being said, I, you know, I, I did do a bit of research for this, and I did look up Webster's definition of love. And basically what I came with it, up with, with was a strong affection for another, arising out of kinship or personal ties. Maternal love for a child is one. Attraction based on sexual desire, which, you know, we'll, we'll go into that maybe. I don't know. Affection, tenderness felt by lovers, certainly the romantic love, that kind. All... Um, Affection based on admiration, someone who looks up to, someone else who inspires them, um, and, and they have common interests. And then, you know, affection, and certainly warm attachment, enthusiasm, or devotion. These are all definitions of love, but I do remember one thing that my mother used to say all the time, and that love is a decision. It's really an action. It's an action verb. And it doesn't, normally some people don't actually contemplate that in the grand scheme of things, it actually being one, a decision, you know, imagine like you hate somebody and you make a decision. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this, from my understanding, and then you can share with us your, yours as well, have you ever had any kind of relationships, you know, um, in the workplace or even where, you know, you, the person just grinds you bad, but you start to shift your energy toward them and then the relationship follows suit and then there's a different affection as oh, well. definitely. Yeah. Take me a little bit. No, no. <laughs> Counting up to ten. Is it after before you give them a Sierra so they can join your party and they think you're absolutely crazy, right? But but yeah. you're totally right. I mean, the, it's a choice. It's it, of course it's a feeling. You yeah. feel love for for other people and, and for situations. But when uh, when it is at work or when it when it's a, really anywhere, even where somebody like cuts you in line or anything like that, just make a conscious decision to really put yourself in the, that situation. And of course, it's harder, you know, right. to actually do it. Hmm. But um, you just think Depends about how zen you are on what day of what the week is it is. That, that person, yeah. and I always say, like, if somebody cuts me off and feeling really need to go to the bathroom. Right, right. Well, this is Miami, so we do take a lot of deep breaths <laughs> out there. So we do not, in fact, hurt each other <laughs> on the highways. But um, you know, I was going to ask you something with regard to the fact about self love. And you know, when I think about self love, I think about you and your shiny shoes. And the coolest thing about your shiny shoes is that you truly embrace that concept, but that name was actually a nickname given to you, correct? Yes. So tell us a little bit about the story behind that. Well, we had, we had a leader within our HR organization, and the first time that he called me in for a meeting, I was wearing these really loud pink shoes, like really, really neon pink. And he said, what, what color is that before even the meeting started? And I said, I don't know, loud? <laughs> And after that, I just got my nickname of Shiny Shoes. I've always liked shoes, always. And yeah. always, like, the funkier, the better. Always. And, and you always have liked fashion, too. You're always yeah. on the edge of whatever like cool it. things are out there, right? Yeah. And, like, my mom always told me, like, people don't pay your bills, so what do you care what they think about There you right? go. There you go. If people they don't pay your yeah. bills, like, I really don't care. So, uh, but, yeah, but that's how it started. And then I started, it's kind of like a brand, I guess, because people would not know my name, but they would know, like, what, you know, the Shiny Shoes person would do. Um, and then I started collecting shoes, and I called it like the, the Shiny Shoes Project, which is heels with a purpose. There you go. So I started collecting tennis shoes or any gently worn shoes, and then just donating them to the oh, wow. women's um, So you took a name that was like basically you attracted to yourself because that's something that gives you joy, mm -hmm. obviously. You're wearing shiny shoes tonight. 
and then you make something significant service out of it, correct? Yeah. That's amazing. So let me ask you this. As far as you showing up that way, do you feel that is a display or um, like, a, you know, a, a certain mission that you have a vision for your life of, and then what is that vision centered around? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the age. But <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, you mean that you're so enlightened and refined exactly. now that like, you know? So forget it. You're so mature. Quote. With my husband, we always do like work, and we you know we volunteer, and right. we try to instill that in our kids as well. But it, there's always something like there has to be something more in life, right? Yeah. Not yeah. just like enjoying and having a beautiful home and good work and whatever. Yeah. Um, and it started like I think it was two two years ago when I turned forty. Um, so yeah, I'm 42. Look great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're wearing a tear for us. Like, how could you not look great? For um, sure. But uh, I forgot what I was saying. But basically, yeah, it is like just always finding something else. If you are not caring really for somebody else, what, what is there in life? No, I like, truly, truly caring and helping yeah. other people. I to I totally agree with you there. But I also think that um, you actually the way, in fact, you pre present yourself and how you basically embraced this this beautiful image that you you show to the world is a, is an act of self-love for yourself correct yeah, yeah yeah I mean you want to you want to inspire other people right you don't do it in order in order for other people just to look at you but in the morning I literally if I feel down I go in the mirror and I look at myself I'm like hey, you look pretty good there you go. I didn't talk to myself hey. a lot in the mirror. Well, you know, it's interesting because when you do mirror work, it's good because a lot of people say, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to love myself? You know, where am I going to start? My life is crappy. Everything about it is crappy. Where am I going with this, that, or the other? And then Valentine rolls around. It's like adding insult to injury. You just like throw the salt on any wounds because then you look around and then you see people, you know. So that's why we're saying, you know, on Valentine's Day should be the national holiday of self-love because that is when you take it back. And I think that when you take it back, it becomes the thing upon which you build the rest of your life as well. Because when you do love yourself, I think you soften to the world. Yeah. Do, you, do you experience that as well? Oh, definitely. No, and, and what people say too, you cannot depend on others to be happy. You cannot depend on others to have love. Right. I mean, you have to separate. Of course, everybody wants a partner and, and be able to share and everything. But I even, um, I was telling you earlier before the podcast started that uh, I had heard this Galentine's, which I had no clue what it was. Galentine's. So Has heard anyone it. out there heard of Galentine's? And if you Actually, do, you can put it in the comments yeah. because we just found out. I, I just Googled it. Yeah. Okay, so she's going to tell us and all about it. And it was a Valentine's Day alternative celebrated on February 13th. So it was celebrated one day before. That's all about female friendship. So it's like badass women getting together there and caring for each other, supporting each other. And that's single day. I wonder what they would call badass men getting together. And if there is, you think that they're a bad attire? I don't have a clue what that would be. Bro attire. There you go. Bro attire. Because it's okay. you know. But it's, it is funny to your yeah. point though. It's like, okay, guys do support each other a lot. Yes. And they are there for each other. And maybe not like with the, you know, oh, what happened to you today or anything. But if somebody needs a job, if I need for you to vouch yeah. for me, men yeah. are there for each other. And do you totally. not find that with women as much? No, not that much. Oh, interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I, there are people that are like that, but I guess that it's because there's not that many positions for women that we tend to compete a little bit. Yeah. And I wonder. I wonder. I, I wonder if there was issues. Oh, look, we have two possible patients here by Harvey. <laughs> that's oh. lovely. That's awesome. You know, interestingly enough, I think that's to your point. Um, the idea between competition and collaboration and, 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 and then where I guess the whole idea of like self-love because insecure people 
will hurt other people, oh, right? Yeah. But when you're secure in yourself and you believe in your potential and what, what you're able to do in this world, then, you know, then it's more along the lines of like, oh, I see talents in you. Let me see what I find for you and I can bring you along with me. So when I experience love for myself, then I turn around and I am so much better equipped to actually share it with other people and then make a difference and the world becomes a better place. So I, I'm curious to that point, you know, let's say hurt people hurt people. You know, what is something that you would think about, especially in, in management because you deal with people on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, that would actually help shift that kind of mentality in the workplace, if, if you could. Like, well, what I always say, empowered women, empower women. Wow, that's awesome. But you've been working with that concept for the last, I would say, over a year now, correct? Yes. So what, well, I was lucky because I discovered all these like women movement. Well, I, I've always been, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah women, yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, we, we need to help each other, you yeah. know, sisterhood and the tribe and everything, because I've always had you guys. Right, you know, right, My right. Mayas group and my friends have, in school, yeah. back in Chile, and the whole thing. Um, but now that I started with the work with DNI within the within my office, I've discovered the Lehman Circles. and oh. the, Explain you know, to everyone what that is, because I, don't, I did not know that that actually existed until oh, you told me all about yeah. it. Well, a big shout out to all the Lean In women that I actually met last year um, at the Lean In conference uh, in uh, California. And it was just amazing to see all these women just full of energy and power and wanting to give you ideas and you can do this and you can do that. It's like a lot of support that I knew existed, but yeah. I didn't know that it was like that organized. You put a word or, or a question out there and immediately like thousands of women just come up to your aid to see, hey, Maybe you can negotiate this better, or maybe you can, you know, you can go to this other role or this other career for advice for anything. And um, it's just like small circles that happen. Normally, they start, they get started at work, but they could happen anywhere. And actually, here in Miami, if you go to the Leading Circles page, yeah, there's a lot in. of um, a lot of circles around Miami. There's a South Miami one. There's a Miami one. Uh, there's for Lauderdale. It's like everywhere. And um, it's a very, very good resource for a lot of women that maybe they just moved to Miami. Right. They're not very well connected. Um, so, yeah. And if you want, join ours, which is called uh, Women in Cruising. Or Women in Cruising. Well, women in cruising. everyone likes a good cruise, too. Yes. So, hey, she's inviting you to join Women of in Cruising. Course. I don't know if you could pass that kind of invitation. <laughs> I certainly am going to be thinking about it. Do a women's cruise. You know what? I have to tell you. So. You know, I love the idea of women supporting women, and I, you know, even when I was working in the in the federal government, I, you know, you don't necessarily see that, and it's curious as to why that's the case. It's in fact, it's I don't know if it's more competitive. I don't know whether just because of the nature of the beast, but I was surrounded by so many attorneys that everybody wants to get to the the point of their, you know, the highest point of the ladder, and then maybe turn around and help who they find to be mm -hmm. worthy of that, this, that, or the other. And certainly, I I, I do um, I do see a different kind of dynamic in there. So when you hear something about lean in circles, you're like, wow. And actually, you know, it's funny because Katrina uh, Katrina Pavlikitin is just she just joined the group, and she was one of my mentors with ICE. And I was so grateful to her because she was at a high level in the government, and she actually took me under her wing and showed me a lot of the ways to navigate the agency that I had no idea about because. Nobody seems to be in that capacity generally, at least with regard to um, if they're, you know, competing against each other like right. that. So, um, is is something that the lean is that something that you take into your own particular job and and make that a priority oh. as far as your performance evaluation and things like that? Yeah, 
a lot of the times what I, what I found out as lo a lot too is that it starts from us. Like we think that the other woman doesn't like me or they looked at me differently. Right. Or, and, I mean, I'm talking <laughs> about me personally. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that person, I'm like trying to make eye contact. Yeah. And I told you the other day that yeah. that happened. And maybe she just, the person had just not Amazing. seen me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the times it takes us to take a step back and say, okay, hold on. Why don't I approach that person? That person may not seem approachable, but at the end of the day, we're all in this together, you know? Well, I know I know also that you work with a lot of younger kids, too. I saw that last week you were working um, on a project with a school. Oh, yeah. Miami Day. Miami yeah. Day, that I saw that yeah. you were there, too. And then I think that even, and, you know, I am going tomorrow night um, to, to a Made to Love, a made, it's called Made to Love event um, over at uh, Ball and Chain. And, and a lot of these women, just like yourself, are looking to really empower kids at a young, the younger ages so they can actually stand in their confidence and so when they become you know around our age and in, in the industry and professional status then they're going to be able to turn around and from a confident place a place of secure a place of self-love actually do their job in a different way that makes a difference on so many levels I don't know what kind of experience you had at that particular um, function that you were at. Why don't you share a little bit about that if you can. So what it was is that the uh, multicultural group from Royal, they went ahead and hosted a group of kids from Miami-Dade um, County School. And uh, they came over to our offices and they learned about our cruising industry. And then they, after everybody spoke from different departments, they needed to come up with ideas on how to make things better within guest satisfaction right. or more eco-friendly ships and things like that. And then the, we present where they ten schools presented to us, and I was there with uh, three other coworkers, and uh, we had to judge. And um, it was great because some some of these groups, let's say the man, if there was a man in the group, they were the ones normally leading, oh, right? Really? Really? Except for one group, which actually was the women. There was three women, three three young women, um, and they presented, and they were like so confident, and I'm like, yes, I mean. Nothing against the boys, but yeah. the boys normally have like maybe that self-confidence, maybe from the parents to say, you're a boy, you can go, do yeah. it, whatever. And a lot of the times yeah. just women lack that, maybe yeah. just from, I don't yeah. know, maybe they don't have that mentor, they don't have that sponsor, and you know, what we need to do for each other. Interestingly enough, um, throughout my career with the federal government, I made it a point to find many um, individuals to mentor. And I, was had, I had the distinct privilege and opportunity to do so because I was able to hire a lot of legal interns. And, and had amazing, ex incredible experiences teaching them and you know helping them become on a professional level all who they could be, and also then at a personal level, I made sure that they knew that you can't, you can't, you have, you can't be bipolar in this world. You have to show up how you're going to show up as authentic as you could possibly yeah. be, especially because you can't keep up that pace where you're not balanced like that. But the point, the reason I'm saying this is that mentoring. Or not even even mentoring so much, but as like taking someone under your wing and actually imparting the knowledge that you had that you didn't have initially to another person makes such a difference. Yeah. And because they're individuals who have more, like I said, more knowledge and more confidence, then they can turn around and do it to others, which is my great hope for the future as far as who anyone actually comes into contact with. And I don't know whether that's something that you contemplate it as well when you're doing, even though you said the, there's a mentoring walk coming up as well yes, that you're yes. involved in. So uh, that's another one. If, you, if any of you want to still sign up, I think it's until February 15th, just go to vitalvoices.com and um, they do a mentorship walk. This is the second or third year that they're going to do it. And you can sign up as a mentor or as a mentee. So wherever you are in your career, you can be a mentor or a mentee. Sometimes I feel like a mentee, sometimes I feel like a mentor. It depends. Um, but it's a great initiative because last year I got paired to a beautiful lady 
Uh, her name was Valentina, and she actually worked for Lantile, which is one of my oh, uh, yeah, companies really? when I was younger, when I was in college. Oh, wow. And uh, we just walked on the beach. It was in, in, um, in um, Miami Beach, I think it was. I can't remember. But we walked on the beach, and we just talked about it. You know, like, what are her career plans? What are my career plans? She helped me out. A lot of things that I did not know. A lot of things I she didn't know, and we help each other. And we've not stayed as connected as I wanted to, but um, but definitely it's a very good opportunity. But what I was going to say is that I heard it in one of these. So the women's group from Royal, they started this um, power series, women power series talks, and it's like once every quarter or so. And they have different leaders from around the company, and they come and talk to us about some of the things, what are their challenges, and things like that. And I remember the uh, senior vice president of sales, she said, don't look only for mentors, but have an advisory board. Oh, interesting. So you talk to some people for some things, you talk to some people for others. Like I always go to my mom and my dad whenever I have a question and say, Ma, what should I do? Or yeah. Dad, what should I do? But then I may go even to my boss sometimes to ask about some career advice. I come to you for, you know, like magical like <laughs> empowerment yeah, and energy and everything. Absolutely. So have different people for different purposes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they are your advisory board. Well, the coolest thing in the world, I think, is when you actually think about your life as you being obviously the center of your life and then surrounded by a team. And, you know, your strengths are going to be your strengths, but there's other things that you also have weaknesses in that other people who have the knowledge can actually come to the fore and actually be that strength so that you kind of, you, kind of you, you pair up with these people and then you basically become this force because of what you can bring to the table and what I can bring to the table and another person and another person. So that it's kind of like, and I find, honestly, I think that um, when it goes back to, to self-love, so generally people who are insecure will not go out of themselves. But when people, you see someone like that, you, when you are feeling, you know, that love, you know, starting from you, that's where the love is a decision and an action. Because then you can reach out to another person to bring them into the fold, whereas, and then God only knows what kind of talents and sources mm -hmm. that they can become and that they yeah. become and they develop and develop. And I know that uh, in your history, because I, I know you very well, that that's something that you've done in the Emmaus groups as well as all different areas as far as your work professional. Why don't you share a little bit about that as well? Well, I think it, it brings it back to our intentions, right? right exactly. We started, I always am asking to say the right thing at the right moment so the way the right person just grabs whatever is right. that they needed at that, mm -hmm. that moment. So nice. And it's not just looking for people that just like, you know, maybe shy or anything, but anybody. I mean, anybody. You never know, even the most powerful person out there, they may be, you may have something like an encouraging word or just a smile. Maybe they just intimidate everybody and nobody smiles at them. Yeah. So when I get, I'm the crazy one <laughs> at work, like gets into the elevator, I'm like, hi, how you doing? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes these executives are like, oh, okay, hello. Oh my <laughs> but um, but that, that's how that's they awesome. get to know you. And that's yeah, awesome. I'd rather be known as the crazy one rather than the one that doesn't smile. And the cool thing at the end of the day is that we become butterflies oh, yeah. because we we can actually embrace someone who starts off as a caterpillar turning into the cocoon actually so you know and then you know allowing that time to develop you become the butterfly so everyone when they actually feel the ability that they can to fly and you're part of that process through you know the act of love or our kindness or whatever else you want to you want to share with that then that becomes the beauty and you get to share that the person is adding more amazing to the world and the beautiful story about the butterfly is that the butterfly has to struggle trying to get out of that cocoon right. otherwise it won't ever be able to fly that's right i mean i always remember that part of the story when we when we are in the mass uh, retreat 
but but it's true. You have to go through those struggles sometimes, and I know sometimes you're like, why? Oh my god! But yeah. um, and I know it's it's hard when you're, you're going, going through, through something super hard to say, hey, this is for some, for a good reason. But there, there's there's always something. Give yourself like Darren always says. My husband always says, give yourself time to pout. It's okay. Get get out your funk rather quickly. Mm. But you have that time yeah. to like go and then yeah. you'll you'll figure it out why why it happened. And the cool thing is that everything's a process too. Mm -hmm. So you have to allow the process. Yep. So talking about intentions that we said at the at the outset. So at the end, this is the third time we're doing, we're gonna pick have you pick a number since you're my guest. And um, hopefully your number will match your intention that you set out today. And it's gonna be according to the page in my book, and then I'm going to have you read from the page of my book. Perfect. Uh, so what is? So what number do you choose tonight? Nine. I'm just not yourself. Nine. Okay, you already my knew birth, it. Thing. Oh, okay, even better. It's not February 9th, is it? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, my no. God. I was like, oh, my God, we need a bigger battle. And my license plate is shiny. Nine. There you go. <laughs> so nine actually corresponds to, I was going to say that's pretty interesting. Oh, this is beautiful. So nine corresponds to this insight in my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. And um, go ahead, Fran, read okay. away. Until you breathe your last breath, it is always too early to quit. It's always too early to quit. Ever wonder what you're meant to do with your life? What will allow you to make a difference? Leaving this world better for having known the beauty that is you? Each person has a specific mission on this journey. When each person makes it his or her goal to live out that mission, we're all blessed. Mm -hmm. As each of your, sorry, <laughs> you gotta look, my yeah, you gotta roll it down. Um, <laughs> as each of, you, as <laughs> each of you delves into your own magical mystery, always be true to yourself, no matter what. That mm -hmm. is so important. Wow. No matter what people say, always be true to yourself. And that's the always. basis of self love, right there. Oh, right there. Right. Yes. Each of you must honor the music of your soul to discover mm -hmm. what you really are all about. You must honor your intuition mm -hmm. and not be distracted by others' expectations and demands. Keep your focus on the dream in your heart. Only you can make the best decisions for your future. As you continue to learn who you are by virtue of life's unique lessons, you become perfectly in tune with the beat of your heart. Mm -hmm. As you approach goals that clarify your purpose, synchronicity abounds, and the gifts you need on the journey will magically appear. Appreciate these gifts when they appear. See each stage of the journey as an opportunity to learn. Make a conscious choice to stay the course. To stay the course, yeah. Uh, until you breathe your last breath, even in the face of adversity, it is too early to quit pursuing the discovery of who you are and what you can become. Mm -hmm. Remember the very moment you decide to quit could be the moment you realize the greatest success. Are you prepared to face such an enormous risk? Hmm. And then what's our magical key for this evening? Visualize the amazing things you will do in your life. So I want you to all actually contemplate those Great. words that she said. That was beautiful. And um, hopefully this conversation tonight um, inspired someone out there to either, you know, from a place of love, go out and, you know, wake someone up with a hug, smile, kiss, whatever kindness that's appropriate and on Valentine's Day. And start that day or even start today. And, and try to be and show up, show as best you can being your authentic self because that certainly is the beginning of the journey is when you actually embrace who you are and the energy of you on this earth. And certainly I think that both of us after some, like, you know, you, you said you're how many years old, it doesn't matter. But the best, the best gift you can actually give to yourself 
is showing up as yourself in line with your intuition, in line with your gut, in line with your heart. So um, I think that's beautiful. And then the fact that you're going to go out on ama and visualize amazing things that you'll do in your life, um, even uh, better, will better serve everyone for that matter and, and actually manifest the life that you always wanted and you always dreamed. So I want to once again thank Fran for thank sharing you. me this wonderful evening of self-love. Shiny shoes. Want to show them again? There you go. Shiny oh. shoes. Shiny shoes. There you Girl, go. There. there you go. And of Shiny course, Tiara. Shiny Tiara. And live in your own reality, please. Oh, your, and with the uniforms. And sure. also, ultimately, um, you know, become the most beautiful butterfly you can actually be, or whatever totem animal you want to embrace. And my friend Katrina sets out to leave a legacy. You must live a legacy, which is awesome because that. what you do on a daily basis is the legacy you will leave for the people who watch you and they're looking up to you and they're inspired by you and certainly um by showing up as the most authentic you that's the best legacy that you can actually leave for someone else it's a gift and this life is a gift and i hope that you all have an amazing valentine's day yes i hope that um you share with us what you intend to do on this day of self-love um if you want and i see you i'll be basically giving out love buttons that day so it's kind of like my way of um passing on the love and away we go so you want to add anything else no just always live leave this world a little bit better there you found it what or, a beautiful legacy that would be right yeah so good night everybody i thank you thank for you. joining us on episode three and look forward to the next one cheers cheers oh absolutely valentine's, cheers. valentine's friends <laughs> whatever time you want to Whatever. I mean, for God's sake, the, the holiday is based on a martyr. So you know what? Let's not be the martyr. Let's have yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. All right. We love you all. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye.